Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Joining us on the line now, we have Professor Henny Stradham, who's a professor of international law at the University of Johannesburg and also holds the South African Research Chair in International Law. Professor, good afternoon to you and thank you once again for joining us. Yes, good afternoon and to the listeners. Indeed, Professor, and a Happy New Year to you and everything of the best for 2024, Professor. So let me just Thank establish you. the uh, basis of our conversation this afternoon in South Africa's case at the International Court of Justice to have its actions in Gaza declared genocide. Israel is challenging South Africa, the ICC, and holding South Africa criminally complicit with Hamas. So, Professor, let me open up the discussion to you. How do you see this panning out in terms of a plaintiff defense perspective? Well, I have to um, to make it clear that South Africa's application um, should be understood within the confines of the Genocide Convention. Mm -hmm. And South Africa um, wants the court to determine that um, Israel, as a member of the Genocide Convention, has the duty uh, under that convention to prevent genocide from happening. Now, South Africa's argument is that the way in which this military offensive was conducted uh, and the way in which it is now being conducted has reached the threshold uh, constituting, uh, for constituting genocide under the Genocide Convention. So and in that regard, if, that, if the court determines that that is indeed the case, then it has implications for, for every member of the Genocide Convention, including Israel meaning that they will have to, to do their utmost to prevent that from happening or, uh, you know, ending ongoing uh, actions that might an amount to, to genocide. But there's a second uh, leg on which South Africa's application stands. And that it asks for interim measures to be determined by the court. And interim measures um, signify protective measures that the court may, uh, may order and uh, for the sole purpose of preventing the civil, uh, uh, protecting the civilian population against further harm and life-threatening circumstances. So on, on all these issues, South Africa has provided uh, facts uh, to its avail and which it understood to, to justify its application. So what Israel must do now in this specific mm-hmm. issues this you know, the issue about the uh, complicit with Hamas and so on is a totally separate issue, and I understood the Israeli spokesperson on that to make it a sort of off-the-cuff remark why, when he was explaining that South Africa will enter the proceedings and will counter South Africa's case. Sorry, Professor, are you there? Uh, we seem to be having a. Yes. Okay. So, so yes. Professor, you, you're saying that South Africa does have a compelling case to present uh, at the moment and uh, w- w- would you say is Israel doesn't at this stage well what I would say is South Africa has a, has a compelling case concerning the, the, the request for interim measures uh, the court has to so- decide on that on a, on a fairly low threshold uh, so as long as South Africa can make out a plausible case that is the test whether okay. if there is no interim measures provided then the the, um, the the civilian population may suffer irreparable harm uh, mm-hmm. and life threatening still face uh, life threatening conditions. 
So I think on that case, uh, South Africa is, is standing on a, on a strong leg. It's probably a bit more difficult concerning um, the genocide issue um, and, um, and Israel's uh, duty to prevent. And for that to be considered properly, we need the Israeli response to that. So, and, and that is the case that uh, Israel should answer now because mm. this is now part of the application. And if it does not respond to each one of those allegations and the facts that South Africa provides, then of course the, the court has just the one side to determine on. Um, and that makes it uh, sort of yeah, difficult for Israel uh, and as consequences. So, but the latest announcement from Israel is that it is determined to counter South Africa's arguments. Indeed. Professor, uh, a question from one of my listeners. If South Africa loses the case, then what happens? Well, if, if the case decides that there are no grounds uh, for, for determining uh, that, uh, there, there was the, that the threshold for genocide has been reached, then the matter ends there. So there's no appeal against, um, you know, okay. uh, a decision by the ICJ. What South Africa can do if, if in the course of time there are further facts uh, that come to the fore and which may strengthen South Africa, is it can resubmit its application on the basis of the new facts. Mm-hmm. So, but I th- the first phase, we must also understand how this process will unfold. The court will treat the, the application for the interim measures as a sort of urgent issue because you cannot wait too long because then you are exposing the civilian population if if this thing is ongoing. Indeed. So, and and I've I've what my information is that the the matter will be argued before the court early in January. So, and the court will take a few weeks or a month or two to determine that issue. Uh, and uh, I can use the example of Ukraine. In the case of Ukraine, Ukraine has asked for interim measures. Um, while this conflict was ongoing and while um, uh, the the court had to decide on the merits uh, of the case between Ukraine and Russia. Mm. And within a relatively short time, the court has decided on the interim measures and it has granted an order for interim measures, asking, uh, you know, Russia to withdraw its troops, stop the hostilities, etc. So uh, we can expect that this will be the first phase of the case and then the, 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 the... the case on the genocide argument um, is on the merits of the case, and that will take longer, because the case will have to, uh, the court will have to work through the uh, proposals or the submissions by both parties, mm-hmm. and most probably, if other states start to intervene, let me just give you an example. In the case of Please. Ukraine versus Russia, right. 21 states have intervened and submitted their own sort of uh, you know, cases uh, 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 in, in the matter. So if many states are going to intervene, then the court must go through all those submissions and do its own investigation and research and gather its own evidence and only when will it be in a position to decide mm. on the merits of the mm. case. Professor, I know that the case, you did mention that the case is uh, very is specific. Uh, I, I, I gather that. Just very quickly, yeah. could you see this backfiring considering South Africa's reluctance to hold, for example, al-Bashir under ICC rules? Any contradiction coming into play here? Uh, well, we have to distinguish between the ICC proceedings and the ICJ proceedings. Okay. In the case of the I, in the case of the ICC, 
the ICC has the jurisdiction to determine individual criminal responsibility. Members of government, for instance, or members of armed forces who committed atrocities under their own statute. In the case of the ICJ, the, the ICJ has jurisdiction to determine the international law account uh, or wrongfulness of a state, not of individuals uh, in that country. So okay. it's the state that it's now standing in the dock. And this is not about criminal responsibility. That's a totally separate issue. For instance, there may still be cases before the ICC trying to hold the members of the government uh, uh, of Israel and its armed forces, individuals accountable, okay. and the same with Hamas, and the same with Hamas. Okay, right. So we have to di- we have to distinguish between the two proceedings. Okay, Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us, just to give us some clarity uh, from a pr- from an international law perspective as to what uh, South Africa is facing and how it's going to go about dealing in the International Court of Justice to have its actions, uh, Israel's actions in Gaza declared genocidal. Professor Henny Straden, Professor of International Law at the University of Johannesburg, who also holds the South African Research Chair in International Law.